Peace and blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Sean Crystal Parker, and welcome to episode 38 of Real Shift Happens. So in this episode, we're talking about the Ho'oponopono prayer. What is that, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. So stay tuned, because you don't want to miss a thing. I go within, walking in the fertile soil of my own being. There, my ancestors' fossilized footprints lead the path to my destiny, embedded in my soul. I can feel the pain and the toil, the sorrow. I bear the weight on my shoulders, but also the joy, the laughter, the song. I hear my community deep within my spirit, quietly guiding my footsteps along the path. I go within. Thank you so much for joining me. So this is my first episode for 2021. Yay. I know it's the end of the month, um, January, but hey, it's still here. And I know it's been a minute since I posted an episode. Um, all I have to say about that is the shadow work is real, y'all. I've been having major breakthroughs and just clearing a lot of blockages, blockages that kind of kept me from posting and kind of been a little um, debilitating in the creativity side. But I'm still here and and I'm making a new post time for Thursdays at 11 p.m. So I'm putting that out there for accountability reasons because I really need that. I really need that. Um, You know, it's so funny because you can be doing something you really love and then just not do it. And you're like, what the, what the fuck? Um, It's a battle, guys. It's a battle. It's life. But all I can say is no matter what, just never give up. I will never give up. Anyway, so I thought about doing a New Year's episode about resolutions and, you know, like what the year is going to be like, what was the past year, all of that. But realistically, we all know that no one keeps resolutions and they don't work, right? We've all come to that conclusion by now. So... This year, the only thing that I am seeking is divine inspiration. That's all I need this year. I I don't want to focus on the outcome of anything. I just want the inspiration. And I want to live in the inspiration. So, um, uh, yeah, that's kind of broad. But I feel like this will keep me focused on the work as opposed to the outcome. Um, Last year, I remember I had a board up with all my goals and I wanted to accomplish all these things, which is great. Like goals are great. I'm not saying don't have them if you want them. Um, But for me, um, I had, you know, I wanted to do this and that and numbers and all this different stuff. And... I think that I just was focusing too much on the end result as opposed to the actual work and the journey to get to the results. So I just want to make that shift this year in the perspective um, of to focus on the creation, the inspiration, and I think that will help me on my day-to-day process. So far it has. So far it has. So... If you want to keep your goals and you want to create goals and make goals and set goals, do that if that works for you. Okay. Anyway, so here we are at the end of January and I'm finally creating my first podcast episode of the year. And what should it be on if not resolutions and or intentions? Plus, I wanted to start the new year with a brand new five minute focus shift. 
So I thought about talking about how New Year's maybe falls on the day that's kind of an arbitrary day because the Gregorian calendar created by the Romans that we follow um, kind of just created New Year's Day on a random day. And our ancestors celebrated the real New Year or the new growth on the vernal or spring equinox on March 20th. So, hmm, New Year's Day doesn't really fall in line with any major astronomical event or astrological event or anything. It's just an arbitrary day. Um, so celebrating New Year, the new year, the new growth, the new season in spring makes sense because this is when the seasons change from winter to spring and spring represents a renewal of all the things in nature. So it's a, it's equinox. It makes sense to begin new growth in the new season, spring, which in my opinion and a lot of people's opinion <laughs> should maybe be the new year too. But we go by the calendar we go by. So that's what is what it is. And I didn't really want to do a whole episode on that. But if you want to know more about that, definitely do a little research. It's out there. Look up the, the history of the Gregorian calendar. Um, look up uh, New Year's Day and how it was created. You'll find a lot. So what is this episode actually about? I, I mentioned it at the beginning of the uh, intro and what I decided what I wanted this first episode for the new year to be about would be something, you know, kind of different, but of course beneficial to everyone who's listening, right? So it came to me finally, Ho'oponopono, yes. Ho'oponopono. What is Ho'oponopono, you ask? Yes, you do. I know you were asking, what the hell is that? <laughs> well, let me just tell you. I discovered the Ho'oponopono prayer. Um, some people call it a technique online. I think it was last year sometime. And Ever since then, I've had it as my screensaver on my phone. It's been months. Um, I write it on sticky papers, sticky notes, and put them on my desk and on my computer. And um, just keep keep it near me. So whenever I'm having weird thoughts or whatever, I, I, I think of the whole Aponopono prayer. So... Let me just tell you, um, if you look it up on Wikipedia, uh, the Ho'oponopono is a Hawaiian practice of reconciliation and forgiveness. And the whole, the, the Hawaiian word Ho'oponopono comes from a ho to make and pono right. So the repetition of the word pono means doubly right or being right with both self and others. So it's definitely a, a forgiveness prayer, um, part, part forgiveness. And traditionally, Ho'oponopono was done as a secret ritual by the family elder to help work through problems in the family. And it's been practiced in ancient uh, Hawaiian energy healing and disciplines for, um, for centuries. So, or for a long time, <laughs> it, um, the modern version used today is called self identity Ho'oponopono, which is the updated version of the ancient practice. Um, and it's a problem solving process of 
repentance, forgiveness, and transmutation. And this new updated version was created by Morna Simeona. And she's a healing priest who created this in 1976. And it was later popularized by her protege, psychologist Dr. Hugh Lin. And Dr. Lin is very famous for using this technique or prayer to heal an entire ward of criminally ill patients. Um, and there's, there's lots of um, books and talks about this. And, and he talks about how he does it. So that's a super interesting story in itself. Definitely go look him up online and um, you can see him speak and talk about how he did this. Um, his is Dr. Hugh Lin, H-E-W-L-E-N. Um, and so nowadays it's kind of being used in this broader sense in the self identity way that was created by Morna. Um, and basically it's about the individual taking full 100% accountability for their life, um, forgiving yourself and others for any and everything. And it really allows you to lovingly cut ties with anyone or anything that is no longer serving you. And then you can begin again and begin new. So what is this prayer? Ho'oponopono. Well, it consists of four short affirmations, very simple, which are, I am sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. That's it. That's it. Yeah, very, very simple, right? But <laughs> let's break it down a little further. And then we'll get into the actual meditation that I've recorded. So I've actually recorded the whole Ho'oponopono um, prayer in a five-minute focus shift. And we'll definitely get into that. But first, want to just talk about it a little bit. Because although it is very simple, it actually goes way deeper, way deeper. So it's a... <laughs> I just have to say it's a, a super powerful tool and it's been used, like I said, for ages in ancient Hawaiian history and um, the history there. It's there's many books on this and studies of why this actually works. So um, there's one book that I was reading about it called Zero Limits by Joe Vitale and Dr. Hugh Lin. And let me just read what Dr. Lin explains um, about the prayer or, you know, technique, however you want to call it. And let me just tell you how he says it works in a simple way, although it definitely gets way deeper than this. It, okay. First, say, I'm sorry and please forgive me. You say this to acknowledge that something without you knowing what it is has gotten into your body slash mind system. You have no idea how it got there. You don't need to know. By saying I'm sorry, you are telling the divine or God that you want forgiveness inside yourself for whatever brought it to you. You're not asking the divine to forgive you. You're asking the divine to help you forgive yourself. From there, you say, thank you. And I love you. When you say thank you, you are expressing gratitude. You are showing your faith that the issue will be resolved for the highest good of all concerned. The I love you transmutes the energy from stuck to flowing. It reconnects you to the divine. 
Since the zero state is one of pure love and has zero limits, you are beginning to get to that state by expressing love. Whew, heavy. Okay, that that breaks down the four, four sentences or four affirmations. And that book actually breaks down the entire process. And it has a lot of testimonials from people who've had, I mean, miraculous results from using the Ho'oponopono method. So it definitely works. Um, and, you know, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like forgiveness is major, 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 a major thing. Um, we can hold on to things and Sometimes we feel like we forgive other people and don't forgive ourselves, you know, but so the basic reason for the method is to cleanse all the programs and blockages that we've generated from all the lower vibrational emotions like shame, guilt, anger. Um, and it's not about not feeling you know what you feel if you if you feel angry if you feel shameful guilt whatever but it's it's more about not it's about um not harboring in in these feelings and dwelling in these feelings and uh, living really and being stuck in these feelings and also when these i guess you know there can be a um just a, a buildup, a buildup of these feelings that, that are unresolved and they become blockages. So, um, remember in episode seven of this, uh, this podcast, the love frequency, we talked about the state of consciousness we live in and the frequency that the state holds. And we looked at the map of consciousness chart developed by David R. Hawkins. And it shows, you know, the state of consciousness, the energetic frequency, and the associated emotional state and the view of life, right? This is the chart. And uh, if you go onto my blog, you can definitely, you'll see the chart there. But I'm going to just briefly describe the chart as well. Because um, this definitely gives you a good, um, kind of viewpoint of what this frequency is, you know, what, what the whole Oponopono does for your, your own frequency, actually. So if we look at the chart, we look at the bottom, starting at the bottom, uh, going up, we have shame, guilt, apathy, and those are related to, um, the root chakra. So when you look at the chart, those are in red. We have shame at 20 frequency at the frequency of 20. Um, the associated emotional state is humiliation. The view of life is miserable. Guilt, we have 30. Associated emotional state, blame. View of life, evil. Apathy is next at 50. Associated emotional state, despair. View of life, hopelessness. Um, so I'm just going to go go straight up, okay? And we're, remember, this is from bottom to top of the um, states of consciousness and their frequencies, their emotional state, and the view of life when you're in this emotional state, right? So grief is next, and that's associated with the solar plexus. I'm, I'm sorry, the um, sacral chakra, and that's at 75, and the emotional state is regret, and view of life is tragic. The next is fear at 100, uh, Emotional state, anxiety, view of life, frightening. Next, desire, 125. Emotional state, craving, view of life, disappointing. And then we get up into the solar plexus, anger, 150. 
uh, emotional state, hate, view of life, antagonistic, pride, 175, emotional state, scorn, view of life, demanding, courage, 200, emotional state, affirmation, view of life, feasible. Now we get into the heart chakra. Neutrality, 250, uh, emotional state, trust, view of life, satisfactory, willingness, 310, emotional state, optimism, view of life, hopeful, acceptance, 350, emotional state, forgiveness, view of life, harmonious. So right there, right there at 350. And then it goes up to um, the uh, the other levels, right? Into enlightenment, reason, love, joy, peace, enlightenment above that. But let's stop here at the 350 level. Um, forgiveness and view of life harmonious, right? In this level is where the heart space you're living in your heart space and you're living in a flow state and this state you're allowing source to flow or the divine or god to flow within you without the blockages so therefore you're allowing that pure inspiration to come through you and when you're in these lower states there's blockages. So that inspiration is not able to really get through the way it should. And what, what, what happens is, is that most of us are bombarded with thoughts and constantly thinking and trying to think our way out of things. And, um, you know, our mind is just racing. And in the book, Dr. Lynn says, we are either coming from memory or inspiration. That's it. So are you, you know, is it, are you allowing the inspiration to come through? Are you coming from the memory of the past and the things that have happened to you? So, um, by Joe Vitale, who's another author of the book, obviously adds, the divine sends a message and you act on it or not. If you do, all is well. If you don't, you may have problems, right? So we get caught up in the programs and the memories from this life and even sometimes from past lives that block the inspiration and block the manifestation because the inspiration is blocked. So for example, let's just say you get an idea, you, you get this great idea that you want to move to, you know, a new city somewhere, Toronto, wherever, but maybe you've never even been to that city before you, you've seen it on TV. You just thought it, it's cool. And you feel like you, that's the place you'd, you'd fit in and you'd love to be. So that spark of inspiration most likely will be blocked by the many doubts that will surely arise in your mind, right? Because you're, you know, you're going to be like, wait, how can I move there? I don't even know anyone. Wait a minute. I've never even been there. It's probably hella expensive. Um, then you start thinking about other things that happen. Oh God, remember the last time you got a bright idea to do something or, or, you know, switch something up and, and you know how that went. You start to say all these things in your mind and the list goes on, right? You, your mind, you know, is, um, the memories, your, your mind is coming from those memories of whatever and, pretty much blocking your inspiration. So in this case, we are allowing our programs or even, you know, memories, past memories to cloud our response to the inspiration. 
So when the inspiration comes, we start to think about it too much. We don't even give it a chance to exist. We don't give it a chance to come to fruition half the time because our thoughts and thinking about the inspiration that just came to us literally blocks the inspiration. Instead of just purely acting on the inspiration, we start to think upon it, right? So our doubts and our fears block our blessings. And then we get angry and we feel down because things don't work out. And we're like, why don't things work out for us? And it's a never ending cycle. But it's, it's crazy. (laughs) It's so crazy. So it's like, um, you know, when we're clear of all those blockages, when we um, allow like the forgiveness to come through, the repentance, the transmutation, when we allow these things to come through, um, there's a difference, right? When we clear the blockages through forgiveness with Ho'oponopono, Dr. Lin says, you just act on your inspiration. You don't think about it. When you think about it, you start comparing it to a memory or a program in your mind. In this way, we are fighting the inspiration and the natural flow state. When we act on our inspiration without thinking, we are allowing the flow state to be the predominant force in our lives. And that's where the miracles occur, right? The miracles happen in the flow state, not in our egoic mind trying to control everything. That's where things, you know, can go a little haywire sometimes because we, we want to control everything. So through this Ho'oponopono process, you're cleaning the energy, the thoughts, the programs, and you're starting from what Vitaly calls the zero point where all of the things are clear and you know because we're all connected in in a very intricate way when you cleanse yourself when you cleanse your when you cleanse within yourself you're also cleansing everyone around you and you're cutting any ties to the lower uh, frequencies that are blocking you and you're doing it in the most loving way. Right? So, is okay. So we all have gifts. We have gifts. Whether you know it or not. Whether you know what your gift is or not. We literally all have gifts from God. Or divine source. Universe. You came here with a gift. Right? Your job is to use your free will to figure out what that is, what you need to be doing here on the earth, right? And then return the free will back to the flow state. And this is like the crux of co-creation because we're co-creators. We're not, you know, we're, we don't have full control. We just don't, we just don't, right? But we do have some control. We have some level of control. We have the, the, control in a way that we we're able to to choose that's our control factor we can choose we can make a choice but ultimately the outcome of that choice is not our um, deciding we really don't have any say so or control over that so when source sends us the gifts through inspiration then he also gives us the free will to make choices and decisions. Yet, sometimes our choices and decisions are clouded by our negative programming and memories and thoughts, which block us from our gifts. It all makes sense. <laughs> it really does. It's, it's so... Mm, it's so funny. Um... So anyway, how how do you perform this, right? How do you perform the practice? Because yeah, you do 
say these four affirmations or, you know, sentences. But there's more, a little more to it, right? Like I mentioned in the beginning, you first have to take full 100% accountability for every single thing in your life. You have to really be accountable and take responsibility for your life being what your life is. Period. Wherever you are in life, what whatever's happening in your life, good or bad, you have to take full responsibility for it. And I know that sounds crazy because we all, you know, have things that we feel like are out of our control and happen to us, right? But let me explain why this makes sense. We have to truly realize that all is consciousness. All is consciousness, which means everything that happens in your life happens inside of your own consciousness. It's not happening outside of you. Nothing is happening outside of you, right? You are the source of your own experiences and you are expressing yourself as we all are on, you know, unconscious, conscious or a conscious level while of course, like the subconscious mind is truly in control, but the way we express ourselves is either we're consciously aware and the, or we're not, we're, we're unconscious and we're just, we're kind of like just going around like a program, right? So whether you're conscious, conscience, con- conscious or of what you're doing or not, you are 100% responsible for every single thing in your life meaning the people the places the things everything right and if you can really 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 grasp that and accept that um it 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 turns a lot of things around in your life in itself because when you take full responsibility for your own life and everything and every person and everything in your life, then you stop blaming other people for your life. You stop being a victim. There's no victim mentality in taking full responsibility for everything in your life. You, you're not a victim. So you realize that the people in your life are reflections of you again people in your life are a reflection of you everything in your life is a reflection of you your internal workings really and if you haven't heard of this concept before you can just look up the holographic universe. You can read that book. You can look up the concept and that pretty much explains it all about um, that we live in a holographic universe. Everything is a reflection. Everything. And that's that's a whole nother podcast. But so it might be kind of a hard pill to swallow for some and some might fully even reject the idea But the truth is, everything that we think is happening to us is really happening inside of us. Yes. Example. You take your car to the shop and the mechanic doesn't fix your car properly, right? And let's just say he overcharges you too for the work. You're hella mad. Of course. Of course you're mad. You know, you feel, why is this being done to me? You feel victimized by the mechanic because maybe you don't know much about cars. So you feel like 
he's taking advantage. Well, that anger, that victimization, that feeling is happening inside of you, inside of you. The mechanic overcharging you and not fixing your car properly happened, yes. But you are the one who felt a way about it. You're the one who felt angry and victimized. And in your mind, you felt whatever. In your mind, you felt a way. So is it your fault? No, it's not your fault. We're not placing blame. But it is your responsibility. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility because this is happening in your life. So how do you respond to it? Now, maybe this memory of this mechanic leaves a super bad taste in your mouth with mechanics now. And now you feel wary every time you go to mechanic, even though it's a different mechanic, But now you've created a block, a mistrustful block because of the one experience that you had with the first mechanic that only you experienced though. You you had that experience in your mind, the anger, the feeling of being victimized. You had that experience. But now you've placed it on someone else, the next mechanic. So that's kind of just a small example of how things can be, get blocked in us. Let's say you're like me and you grow up with a difficult parent um, or you have, you've had somebody harm you, you know, you, you have, maybe you've been born with a disease or illness and um, you just truly don't agree with this concept because, you know, why Why would you this happen to you? You have to feel this way about something, right, in your life. Um, there are a lot of people who feel this way. There's a lot of people who feel this way. Why me? Why me, right? I understand that. Like, there's th- that I definitely get that um, because... You know, why? Why? The, the the thing about it is not why. It's not why. We don't have to have the answer why. It's just about accepting what is. Period. It's not about blame. It's not about the whys. And, you know, it's just about accountability and accepting what is period that's it so this concept kind of also assumes some other concepts that you may or may not believe too kind of wrapped up in here um the concept of the spirit coming back to the earth for multiple lives and that we as spirits choose our path on earth before we incarnate i feel like those concepts kind of are um, intertwined in this a little because in those concepts we can see that blockages can span beyond this life so you know you may have blockages that were created in other lifetimes that are still with you Um, also you know we choose our path before incarnation for our own spiritual growth and that may or may not be something you believe um but this is mm, there's a lot of evidence that that is true and you can definitely go do more research on that as well but whether you believe this or not accepting full responsibility for your life 
is uplifting in itself because it helps you drop the victim mentality so you can take the driver's seat of your own life. Nobody is, you know, to blame. Nobody's controlling because when you blame someone else, it's like you're giving up control in a way. You're you're saying that this person has some type of, you know, control over your life, right? So, um, yeah. And, you know, the other thing is to know is that um, our worlds are mirrors to ourselves. The things and the people you don't like are really reflections of you. You know, so you really, really have to take accountability for that as well. And basically, there's a saying, I think um, Oprah said a long time ago, if you can spot it, you got it. And by the same token, if you can feel it, you can heal it. So, you know, there's that. Now, there's a there's actually a super, super deep explanation as to how the Ho'oponopono um, prayer works and it talks about the conscious mind the subconscious mind and the super conscious mind but I'm not going to go into all of that here definitely pick up the book uh, Single Point by Joe Vital Talian Dr. Hugh Lin and they and they go deep into that well I think it's at the end of the book he goes a, lo- a lot deeper into it but you know Uh, It's definitely a great read. And there's so many different books, like I said, on Ho'oponopono, explaining the process, explaining how it works. So definitely check them out. Um, Yeah. So what else do we want to say? Oh, now let's get ready to say to do the to do the meditation let's get ready to do the meditation yes um let's see here oh one thing to remember is that you're not saying these words to anyone or anything in particular you're simply saying it to the divine or god or universe source whichever you you know, want to call it, you're saying this to your higher source and you are not asking for forgiveness for something you've done. You're seeking self-forgiveness. You're asking God to help you forgive yourself, right? So when you say the words, you are saying them for yourself and you're surrendering it to God or the, or the divine and that's it but because we're so embedded with programming and memories it's important to continually say the words over and over in your mind silently the best way this is what Dr. Hewlin if you can say that say these words in your mind over and over silently to yourself as much as possible all day you will definitely definitely feel the transmutation happen in your life so in the book uh vitali says your ticket to zero limits is saying the phrase i love you he says even if you only say i love you over and over in your mind not directed toward anyone or anything, you will see major positive shifts occur in your life. The phrase, I love you, has three elements that can transform anything, which are gratitude, reverence, and transmutation. So imagine how powerful it is to condition your mind for repentance forgiveness, transmutation, and transmutation. So you can like literally live in a constant state of flow. 
flow state all day, every day, right? Awesome. I think it's awesome. I th it's doable, y'all. It's doable. We can do this. We got to raise our consciousness. We got to lift up. So let's get into it. Like I said, I created a five-minute focus shift guiding you through the self-identity Ho'oponopono prayer in repetition with breath. Um, and also, there's one other point. Before you begin the meditation, you can start with saying a prayer created by Morna, um, the creator of the I, uh, self-identity Ho'oponopono updated version of the ancient Hawaiian technique. And the prayer goes like this. Divine creator, father, mother, son as one. If I, my family, relatives, and ancestors have offended you, your family, relatives, and ancestors, in thoughts, words, deeds, and actions, from the beginning of our creation to the present, we ask your forgiveness. Let this cleanse, purify, release, cut all the negative memories, blocks, energies, and vibrations, and transmute these unwanted energies to pure light. And it is done. Now let's get into our special Ho'oponopono five-minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. We will now begin the meditation Sit comfortably wherever you are and close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And release all of the tension from the day. Breathing in through your nose. And breathing out the stress of the day. At your own pace, breathe in through the nose. All the goodness that's coming to you. And breathe out all the tension and stress of the day and worries. Now, continue to breathe at your own pace, in through your nose, and out through your mouth, releasing any tension. And now, quietly in your mind, repeat these words. I am sorry. Please forgive me.
Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Continue to repeat silently in your mind. Breathing in and releasing through your mouth, breathing out. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Coming back to present moment awareness. Back to the present moment. Yes, I love it. I love the whole Pono Pono prayer. I love it. <laughs> this prayer is everything. It's literally like the correct way to pray if you want to call it a prayer. It's not begging. It's it's like the correct wordage. Um, but anyway, now you can use this meditation every day or simply memorize the four affirmations and say them to yourself over and over in your mind. Every day, all day if you can, if you can remember, or whenever you remember. Write it on a sticky, put it on your fridge. Also remember, it's about taking 100% accountability, accountability, <laughs> accountability for your life. Not about blaming anyone or yourself for anything. It's not about being wrong or having wrong thoughts or wrong emotions. No, no, no. Don't blame yourself. This is not what this is about. The subconscious mind is so complicated that we can never really know all the workings of how, you know, our subconscious mind works, our, our conscious mind works, and how that, you know, intertwines with God and the divine plan and all of that. So it's not about blame. The exercise is about surrender it's about repentance, forgiveness, and transmutation. And ultimately, it's really about love. It's about loving everything about yourself and others, no matter if your perception is good or bad of that thing or person. It's not Oh, I love this crazy, murderous person, man. No, it's not you love the murderer. It's I am sending love to this person who murdered because I recognize the feeling 
which is the pain he is feeling. And I am essentially cleaning those feelings within me first by sending the love and forgiveness and gratitude to God and to to the divine, to God. And in turn, I am being cleansed and he is also being cleansed because he is in my life. And it may not be the case that the murderer is in your life per se. Like I don't actually know this person. Maybe I just saw a story on the news about this person. Regardless, this person has come into my consciousness. Consciousness is everything. Consciousness is all. Nothing is happening outside of you. Everything is within you. Therefore, I would need to cleanse myself. Because I can't clean him. I'm cleaning myself. And it will, in turn, clean him. Deep. Super deep. But isn't this the way of Jesus and mostly every religion? Love thy enemy. And when it comes to us, just ourselves and integrating our shadow sides and loving every single part of ourselves, the good and the bad parts of ourselves, loving it all, that is the way. So anyway, I hope this gives you guys a good overview of Ho'oponopono. And this is really just an introduction to the practice. You know, it's very brief introduction. So I encourage you to definitely do more research on your own. Um, If this resonates with you, there's, like I said, so many books. Dr. Hugh Lin himself has a website. Just look him up. Look up Joe Vitale. Uh you know, um, do your research, find out more, find out more. And on that note, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. So until next time, what do we do? We must do the inner work and create a shift in our own consciousness, which will create a shift in the collective consciousness. That is the goal. So don't forget, guys, you can support the podcast on anchor.fm slash real shift happens and you can subscribe um on any of your favorite platforms your podcast platforms it's real shift happens wellness podcast drop us a line too on anchor.fm slash real shift happens we'd love to hear from you any thoughts you have on ho'oponopono anything you want to share love to hear from you And also, guys, we're finally coming back with the book club. So don't forget to sign up for the book club and we will email you the book list that's coming or, you know, upcoming books for uh, the monthly book club selection. And for February, we decided or I decided Uh, that the book will be The Biology of Belief by Bruce H. Lipton, PhD. And we'll talk about that book in the last week of February. That book is bomb too. Super bomb. And if you're like me and you don't always have time to sit down and read a book, but you still want to get in your knowledge, you can get a free audiobook download and the first 30 days for free at audibletrial.com slash real shift happens. And then you can also be a part of the book club. So get, get your download of uh, the biology of belief by Bruce Lipton and then join us in the book club discussion. Okay. So guys, I know tonight is a full moon which is awesome so this is a great night to release my first episode of the year 2021 and I hope everyone has a wonderful full moon 
and all your manifestations come to fruition. Until next time, real shifters go within and make real shift happen. Peace.